Hey guys, welcome back. Well, as promised, a second podcast, Mac Talk 2 with singer-songwriter Stephanie Forian. Now, Stephanie is an, is an independent singer-songwriter from the Boston area. Uh, she currently tours in Germany. The new CD is called Sweet Insomnia. Please do check it out. But for this podcast, as promised, we answer three of your questions. The first question was, what does uh, Stephanie think about malware? Question two was, what made Stephanie switch from Windows to OS X? And then the last question, not so much about Mac, but somebody wanted to know, what does Stephanie think about streaming services and independent artists like herself? Very enlightening answer. So check it out. That's all I have for this one. Let me know what you guys think about this, and uh, maybe we'll do Mac Talk back talk three sometime in the future well that's all i have for this one as always thank you for watching and listening to this total os today technology channel as always enjoy your technology and please don't text and drive ciao hello and welcome back to a special podcast here on the total os today technology channel and guess who's back that's right my special friend from boston slash Germany, yes, Boston, just north of Munich. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie Fourier is back. She's she is from the Boston area, and tonight, yes, she is back in the states. It's fantastic, and maybe we'll hook up maybe next time to do a live on location podcast stuff like yeah. that. But yay! But Stephanie's <laughs> back. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Good. How are you? Terrific. Okay, so you are back at a more reasonable hour we can do this podcast, so you're yes. not six hours ahead, so we can talk a little bit. Okay, so as you guys know, uh, if you haven't been following Stephanie, by the way, you should check out stephanieforian.com. She is an independent artist, a singer-songwriter, originally from Massachusetts. She is, she is, she's got a beautiful voice. I know up north they say she's wicked, but I, I say the beautiful voice. That's what I say, you know, here in Ohio. But uh, yeah, check out stephanieforian.com, bandcamp.com, Amazon, Vinny's Basement, and all the respectable <laughs> <laughs> shopping areas. I'm just kidding, of course. Okay, so we did a Mac talk with Stephanie Forian last month or month before I lost track. So we had some good questions. Uh, so in case you guys don't know, Stephanie writes all her music exclusively on a MacBook Pro. Is that correct? It is. Okay, cool. So what we have here are three questions, and I think we'll save the best one for last. The last question is about streaming services. I think we talked about this before. It's somewhat complicated, if I recall. They had something about the how artists get paid and what's going on in Congress and all this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll save the fun part for last. Ha -ha. <laughs> Congress, the fun part. Yes, yes. Well, it is a, it is a Congress. Get it? No. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so Stephanie, question number one, if you're ready. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what does uh, Stephanie think about malware? Um, I've been pretty lucky. Um, I've been using a um, a freeware antivirus program. Um, what is it called? It begins with an S. The S is in the logo. That's why I can remember it. Um, oh goodness, how could I forget? But um, oh, Sophos. That's what it is. And that um, has found a couple of things, but it's always been able to um, quarantine them cool. and get rid of them. So I haven't had any dramatic problems, but um, basically I make sure I back up everything regularly. 
um, yeah. on an external hard drive and um, I haven't had any problems. So I've been lucky to date. Do you use like a, a um, with a cell phone? And I believe I recommended that also for Linux if somebody uses like a Linux-based system. I'm not sure if it's for Windows, um, but I know it's it's for Linux. And I believe for Linux, there's a free download too. So mm-hmm. um, do you run like a scheduled virus scan like once a month, like some people do in Windows or just like whenever you feel like it? I really should. Um, but the advantage of me using my Mac, I'm not actually in the internet all that much. Like I have a separate um, PC. Ah. That's where I do most of my internet stuff. So the only sites that I am visiting are sites that I know and trust. And um, I mean, I know that I can still have problems. I'm aware of that. And I also do check my email on that machine. Um, okay. So like every, I know I should be checking more often. Yeah. Actually, I would do that once a week normally if I were in on the internet more often. Um, my PC, I run the antivirus stuff every week. Cool. Okay. All right. Yeah. I um now in Linux to to be honest, I don't use a virus scanner at all. Maybe I should. Maybe I'm just uh, being a little bit um, overly uh, <laughs> blasé about it. But uh, yeah, I don't use a virus scanner in Linux. I feel very secure now. In Windows, I think it's absolutely necessary. Definitely. Uh, but in Linux, I don't use anything yet. Now watch it tomorrow. I'll probably get hit with something and then a little crash. Watch. <laughs> but uh, okay, cool. Let's move on, Stephanie, to question number two. Okay. Uh, what made, let's see, what made Stephanie switch from Windows to OS X? Um, I spent about half my time troubleshooting with my PCs. I had three different PCs over the years that I tried to do music on, but it just was a headache. And then um, I decided I would try Mac just because I heard that it was not like that. And yeah. they, they were right. I mean, it went... There's, it's kind of complicated trying to get everything up and running because um, one problem I have with, with Mac um, in general is that they kind of tend to change the ports and they update software and stuff and then it's not compatible with older versions and it gets really difficult really fast. So you have to do your research beforehand. That's okay. what I remember. Yeah. So that you buy the right computer and sometimes buying a refurbished older model is actually the smarter move depending on what equipment you want to use with it. Hmm. Um, and it's great cause it's cheaper and it works just fine. And since then, like once I get everything up and running, um, I barely ever have to troubleshoot anything. Everything wow. works. It doesn't crash. Wow. Perfect. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's rare, but I guess I've heard a lot of good things about Apple products. Um, so everything works, all the apps work all the time, period. I haven't had any problems lately. I've been having problems with uh, Firefox. Um, but I have to say I'm not in the internet all that much with that computer, so that doesn't bother me. And, um, the other thing I've noticed is my MacBooks, they can last 10 to 15 years. I can still be using them. Hmm. And I've never had a PC that, that lived more than six years. And by the time I got to year four, they were smoking. Wow. (laughs) There's a common theme here with people saying Apple products tend to last longer, but, but you pay more upfront. So. Yeah, and I mean, I mean the, the technology doesn't stop developing either, and so it could be, like, the biggest problem that I had was that the technology that I needed to work um, was no longer made for the older models, because they're not making stuff for 10-year-old computers. Right. But right. that was actually the only reason I had to ever stop using a Mac, was just because 
the the software outgrew the system, but this the system itself, if you just look at it as a closed thing, like for example, I have a music program. Yeah. I don't necessarily need any new new stuff on there. So I can use that forever potentially. Okay, cool. Yeah, someone had asked another question, uh, the thoughts on upgrading versus buying or something. And I guess this ties into sometimes you just have to buy something new because it's just obsolete, right? That's very true. I mean, there's it, it really depends. Like if you're starting fresh, you don't have any hardware that you have to think about, you know, ports and compatibility and stuff. Uh-huh. And I would say maxing out a computer from the very beginning is a pretty smart move because, you know, technology just develops so fast. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, that's one of those things that you have to look at your budget and what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go into question number three. Okay. All right. So question number three is, let's see, what does Stephanie think about uh, being an independent artist and streaming services like, uh, you know, like Pandora and Spotify and iHeart and stuff like that? And I, like I said, we talked about this before. And it's rather complicated, but I'll just let you explain it. So. Okay. Well, first of all, um, I think being an independent artist is there's certain advantages and disadvantages in general to it. Um, the advantages are you can do what you want um, musically. Uh, the disadvantages are, it's funny, when you do everything yourself, uh, the industry and also a lot of people in general, they, they almost like look down on that because they're like, oh, well, they must not be good enough to be working with other people. But sometimes it's not that you're not good enough to work with other people. Like I know a lot of indie artists that I've met along my, my path that are absolutely like they would blow your mind. They're just so good. And yet they choose to work alone because they, you know, they might pay other musicians to come out and help out. But basically yeah. they're the boss and they, you know, say what's what's what. Um, and so that's the cool thing is you have the control. But the, the funny thing is that, you know, you you have to end up being like this all around person you have to become an expert in everything yeah and so um but but it's funny because then the industry's like oh well she must not be good enough if she's doing it alone and you're like wait a minute like that's that's not necessarily that has nothing to do with anything yeah um so you kind of have to like uh work against some prejudices that that people have especially because nowadays i mean technically you could record your cat vomiting and then you could release it worldwide on iTunes and Amazon and everything. So, like, there's no gatekeeper anymore. And so I think, like, one of the things that they're like, oh, well, if you're working alone, like, there must no, be no quality, um, which isn't really true. But I can see their point, you know, because technically I could be producing stuff that no one wants to hear, you know. Um, and then when it comes to streaming, say you're an independent artist and you create an awesome album and with awesome songs. Yeah. People stream it. Um, I'm at a stage right now where I just want people to discover my music. Yeah. Um, and I'm prepared for a slow burn, meaning I'm in this for the long run. And yeah. I realize that I'm not going to be making huge profits right now. Yeah. Um, so I choose to stream, to let my, to let all services stream my music. So you can hear me on Apple Music. You can hear me on Spotify. Right. Um, but I have to say, Spotify gives artists, um, I looked it up a couple months ago, but it's something insane like um, 0. 0.00001 cent per play. Yeah. So you're as an artist, I'm not making any money from Spotify. Okay. Um, but there are other services out there. For example, Deezer is, I think, based in France, 
and they're now starting to advertise uh, throughout Europe. And I think I've even seen a couple of things here in the U.S. Yeah. Deezer is a service. They pay each artist six cents per play. Okay. Um, which is much better. Um, so, like, it's one of those things where if you want to stream music, but you also want to support artists, there are streaming services out there that really support artists. Um, and then uh, at some point, I think the the landscape is going to have to change just because no artist can survive off of Spotify. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like even even like the greatest that are getting millions of plays, you don't end up getting much money. And when you just look at, like, say, the production that someone like Beyonce would have. Yeah. That's an expensive production. She's got whole teams of people working on that. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, the there I don't. I've never seen her numbers, of course. Um, and of course, that's also an extreme example. But um, when you look at the expenses that they have just to get that show recorded and on the road and everything, that that's not being funded by Spotify. Ah. Um, and, you know, but the thing is, record deals have, you know, they have power to negotiate and maybe get better deals on certain things. Um, so I think the landscape will change in the future just because right now it's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, but we have to wait for Congress to do stuff. And right now Congress is kind of paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's an election season. And, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm from Ohio guys. So whoever wins the election, uh, you know, the guy with the girl, if you guys want my vote, you, you or her need to fix this for, you know, <laughs> if you want my, I'm telling all my friends, no, but, uh, <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. If mm-hmm. if you were if you were if you had if you had influence or were running for office in, in Congress, what would be a fair bill to pass? What would be fair? For artists, you mean? Yeah, like, like well like streaming services, how you get paid or how, yeah, I mean, what would be like a fair presented fair percentage uh, a fair contract, a fair what would be like you mentioned that one streaming service Deezer that 6 what, six, six cents? Yeah, six cents per song. Okay. It's something like that. Like, I feel like that's fair. Um, okay. They have different rates. Like, I think um, if someone is just trying the service, um, they they can try it for, I think, 30 days for free. Okay. And in that period, they pay, I think, artists three cents okay. for those plays. But even that, you know, because I understand, like, as an artist, you know, like, Deezer isn't, like, some rich millionaire that's just, you know, choosing to steal my money or something, you know, because... Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they have to make their money somehow. And so, you know, I do think that um, artists have the responsibility to maybe share in some of the risk. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if they're going to share in the risk, they better darn well profit from it. Um, and the thing is, you know, Spotify has had a pretty rough time. Like, I'm not criticizing Spotify. Uh, there's also tons of stuff that I haven't even begun to think about um, because I don't work there. And I'm sure they have, you know, very big challenges and that they're trying to figure it out, too. I don't think that the, the people at Spotify are evil and they're out to destroy. And the <laughs> <laughs> Feel the power of the dark side. No, I'm yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty sure that Darth Vader is not walking the halls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> exactly. So, um, like, but, um, so they're trying to find a way to get started so that it's profitable. And I'm kind of hoping that once they do get things up and running, that they'll think of a better model together with the artists, because the the problem is also uh, the transparency. I don't want to require something of someone that they can't pay. Like it should be a win-win situation for the streaming companies and the artists. Right, right. And the listeners, everybody should win. And right now, 
um, you know, Spotify's fighting, the listeners win, um, but the musicians are really on the losing end of the stick. So, you know, but the balance will come somehow. Yeah. I was just going to say there's an imbalance of all parties involved and it doesn't have to be that way, huh? No, it doesn't. And, but the thing is you have to think, you know, technology has been developing so fast. Um, yeah, yeah. There's going to be imbalances and there's going to be big, big hiccups. And I think this is just one of them. And at some point it will write itself. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say that even Adele at one point was an unknown. I believe she was discovered of all places, MySpace, mm-hmm. if I recall, yeah. uh, 10 years ago when she was 17, 18 or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, everybody has to be an unknown at some point to get started to move on to the next level. So very, very true. You know, so, yeah. Well, I hope... Um, for those viewers who asked the questions, I hope that uh, I hope that Stephanie answered those. I, I think she did a great job. Yay! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we wrap this up, um, what's your media plans for the future? I know you fly back to Germany. I believe I believe on the fifth. I'm not mistaken. So um, uh, yeah. So I'm um, playing my first American festival. Um, at the beginning of September, and then I fly off to Germany and I go back on tour. <laughs> I know. I wish we had more time. I, I wanted so bad to come up there, but just to fly up and to fly back, it almost feels like I'm stealing something and running back home or something. But yeah, uh, you feel like on tour, you're just flying back and forth all the time. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a total of us today on tour. Hello, goodbye. See you next time. But yeah, you would have been a rock star. I mean, yeah, <laughs> oh my. Well, maybe next time. So, yeah. but. Um, Okay, Stephanie, thank you for joining me again, uh, this time at a more uh, sustainable hour (laughs) (laughs) and not Germany. So uh, remember, guys, please check out stephanieforian.com, Bandcamp, Amazon, iTunes, and the other places to buy her songs. Please check out her voice. She is the real deal. And if I was in New York, I would say, yo, hey, check out the chick. She's got the voice, okay? And I mean that totally respectably, of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes I could turn my accent on or off. Uh, like, instead of saying, Stephanie, would you like a cup of coffee? Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Stephanie, would you like some coffee? You know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Please check out stephanieforian.com. Buy her song. She's got the voice. And maybe, just maybe, Stephanie, we can get you to the next level, to the next uh, famous level. People buy enough of your songs. Maybe you can come back to the States and tour the States because you were born. That's right. You were born in the USA. So you need to play here and not in Germany. That is on my bucket list. I want to do a U.S. tour and I really want to like... Even if it's like night, like I love small venues. It would be fun to do just a club tour of the whole U.S. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm I'm working on it. It's a slow process, but it'll happen. You know, maybe we can do a live event. You know, Google, YouTube have has this live event that we can schedule. Maybe you can do like a little concert, you know, from Germany or here next time. And we can say, hey, people, uh, here's a free live event uh, with donations or something like that. <laughs> it's just a thought, you know. Um, but uh, I think that would be awesome. And I think I, and I think your parent, your parents would be proud of you especially if you could tour the States. They would be pretty darn happy just because I'd be on the same side of the ocean, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
All right, guys, again, that's stephanieforian.com. She's on YouTube. Uh, she's posted tons of songs, um, acoustic stuff. Thank you once again for joining us on this special podcast. And uh, we'll do Mac Talk 3 sometime next time. Always, You're always welcome to ask your questions about uh, Mac stuff and uh, music stuff and whatever other questions you have, and we'll be happy to answer them next time. Stephanie, this was a joy. Let's do it again soon. Okay. <laughs> As always, guys, enjoy your technology and please don't text and drive. Ciao.